Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market like we are every single Sunday. If you are following us on social media, please make sure to follow us at the Duncan Duo uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, you name it. We're on there at The Duncan Duo. Very easy to search and find all of our different social channels. And if you want to follow me personally, I actually just changed my Instagram uh, name from Tampa Car Dude to now it's The Andrew Duncan. Apparently not enough people could find me from Tampa Car Dude. So uh, now I'm, you know, we were having people searching and some of our algorithms showed that they were trying to connect with me on social media and they weren't finding it. So if you want to connect with me personally on Instagram, it's The Andrew Duncan. Uh, and certainly that can connect you to my Facebook. You can find me there as well to connect with me personally on social media. And I uh, would love to share what's going on in my life as well as what's going on in real estate with you. So again, anytime at the Duncan Duo or at the Andrew Duncan. Uh, I even started my own TikTok page, but I have no followers, James. So, uh, but I need, I need our producer, James, to be my first follower. I literally signed up for it yesterday. Uh, we have a company TikTok at the Duncan Duo, but I'm going to do my own personally. Uh, don't expect any hokey dances on there, but, uh, but I will put some cool stuff on uh, my TikTok at the at the Andrew Duncan. So I want to talk first about the Hometown Heroes program. I've spoken about it a few times. Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group has been on with me to talk about that specifically. And it is coming to an end unless it gets renewed uh, with funding. So probably a few weeks at most left of funding. It started with uh, $100 million and is now down to about a quarter of that left in terms of commitments. So if you've been sitting on the fence thinking about buying a home, um, you know it is going to get more If you're someone that qualifies for this program, it's going to get more expensive. So don't wait. Um, you can, you can uh, reach out to us at The Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can you can go to our website, theduncanduo.com. Uh, you can contact us through there. You can click on buy now. You can you can contact our team and we can hook you up with the details about it. But it is thirty five thousand dollars towards your down payment of a home. So for a lot of people that are unhappy with where interest rates are, they can qualify for this uh, and it'll offset, you know, in a lot of ways, it'll offset that additional cost that you're incurring by higher interest rates, reduce your down payment options uh, and give you um, a huge chunk of, in a sense, uh, free equity. And you do not have to be someone that works for uh, kind of a hero company, you know, you don't have to be a military firefighter, soldier, um, you know, paramedic teacher. It is anyone that has a job with a Florida based company. In other words, they have a office, they have a physical location in Florida. If they have that, then you're going to qualify, um, employed by them. So again, reach out to us. We'll share more information with you about it. Um, and you can contact us directly on our website, but it is ending soon. So if you wait and you decide, okay, now I'm going to buy in September, the funding may not come back. It may not get renewed. So you want to make sure that, uh, that, that you get that program, then be sure to reach out to us and we can put you in touch with, uh, Josh from Goodwin Mortgage and help you go through the next steps. So again, make sure you're following us um, as always at the Duncan Duo and at the Andrew Duncan. So the interesting thing about our real estate market right now that I find um, really surprising is how many people uh, are wanting to move, 
Um, they're wanting to sell and buy another home. However, they're saying, you know what? I don't want to because I don't want to deal with um, the the higher interest rate in a new property. So there are a lot of people that are saying, you know, I, I just I can't fathom the idea of selling my home where I have a three percent interest rate and buying something in the you know sixes or the sevens. And it's why the average American homeowner has nearly two hundred thousand dollars in home equity. So that equity is piling up. Um, and Josh and I have talked about this on the show before. We both think that um, what's, what's holding our market back is inventory, and the and the high rates are uh, something that's that's keeping sellers from putting their house on the market because they don't want to have to go out and buy at the high rate. So if rates soften some, and and again, it's hard to predict who, what, when, or where. But if rates soften some, then we expect the market to kind of explode again. So here's the um, the advice I have for you. If you wait for that, we're going to be back to bidding wars. The down payment assistance is going to be gone, and you're going to uh, have bidding wars, and prices are going to skyrocket again because it's just it's going to fuel the market. So if you're someone that's been sitting on the sidelines because of rates, you know if you can afford the payment today, uh, and you can take advantage of the down payment assistance. If you buy now, you can refinance and get your rate down later to what it is a year or two from now. Um, and and gain thirty five thousand dollars in in free money as well as uh, not be uh, in as competitive as a market uh, as it's going to be if the rates soften a little bit. So you know I'm a firm believer to always be doing not necessarily what everyone else is doing. When you're when you're following the crowd and doing what everyone else is doing, uh, aka you're following those people that are saying, oh wait wait sit on the sidelines. Uh, there's definitely financial opportunity that you might be missing out on. So. I want to talk about our home seller workshop. If you are someone thinking about selling your home, or maybe you're someone that says, just like this group of people, I'm not selling until interest rates come down because I don't want to have to buy something at these high rates. Um, but I am curious about selling in a year or two uh, or six months, whenever the market starts to you know put things in a different perspective, then come to our home seller workshop. You can register for our home seller workshop on our website at theduncanduo.com. Uh, right, uh, just literally, and the, there's little circle portal holes in the center of the page, and the in the right side of it, there's one that says home seller workshop. Just click on that, go through and register for our home seller workshop. Um, free tips, free information, free staging advice, no pressure, uh, hassle free for you to be able to find out what's going on in your neighborhood uh, and and what you need to do to prepare your home for sale and maximize. Uh, the, the the most amount of money in the most convenient time frame that you can, again, at our home seller workshop. One of the things we cover in our home seller workshop is comparing selling your home in the retail market versus selling your home in a, in a cash type scenario to a large hedge fund. Uh, to a third-party investor or to me, um, you know. So we're going to break down the benefits of selling retail and the benefits of selling to a cash investor, buyer, or hedge fund. You know, some of the companies that you see, we buy your house, we give you an instant offer, all of those things. We break down the pros and cons between the two to help you guide you what is right for you. Because in the 
retail scenario where you're putting it on the market, you're letting the market determine what it's worth. When you're selling it directly to an investor, you're taking their number for it, which again, they're buying it at a point so they can make a profit on it. So you're always going to sacrifice a little bit of of um, economic return when you sell to the cash buyer. It's just a matter of what the difference between the two is and whether the hassle and convenience is worth it for you. No different than trading in a car versus selling your, you know, putting your car on the market or hiring someone to consign your car. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of similarities there. So, for our purposes, one of the things that we always talk to people about, and if you've listened to me on this show for years, um, I buy houses too. Um, so I compete with the large funds, except I'm using our own capital, um, and and we're a local investor. We can be more flexible uh, with with move out dates, with condition. A lot of the funds don't want to buy homes that need a lot of work. We're okay buying homes that need a lot of work, um, and and you're dealing with a local person that's putting money back into our local economy um, that that probably thinks a lot like you do, uh, and you're getting me and my team personally uh, if you sell your home directly to uh, you know to my investment firm. So we also offer that as well. You can find out more about that. You can get an instant cash offer at DuncanDuo.com. We're always willing to look at what someone else offers and see if we can match or beat it. Um, And certainly one of the things that I see in the cash offer place a lot um, we're in many instances willing to waive inspection contingencies, close quickly, uh, and we're not as um, we're not trying to wholesale the property. In other words, like we intend to close on it. There's a lot of people in that investment space that'll put your home under contract, and then with a minimal amount of escrow. They'll then shop your home to other people to try and make money on just seriously just transferring the contract to that person to close, and they're they're eating away your equity in many instances, um, you know, causing your your sale not to actually happen. So for us, we are actually legitimately buying every home that we put under contract. Um, and the other side of it that I would say is that we are being straightforward as upfront as possible as we can about what we'll buy it for instead of getting you under contract and then, you know, haggling you all the way until closing with different things that we want to lower how much we'll pay by either some inspection or appraisal or different things. So, so the point is we're going to be a lot more straightforward and transparent than some of the funds that will put you under contract and nickel and dime you with a bunch of fees. Um, and, and then of course, try and beat you up on price when they come back with the inspection report of all the things that they knew were wrong if they actually walked through your house. Uh, so they already based their offer on all those things wrong, but now they're going to negotiate them again. So we're a lot more straightforward and transparent. And again, if you want an instant cash offer, if you don't want to deal with the hassle of selling your home and you want to deal with a local company that will be straightforward, that's going to plug money back into the local economy, just again, hit us up at DuncanDuo.com and we'll get an instant cash offer for your home uh, and help help you understand also what you're leaving on the table. Because when we buy a house in an instant cash offer scenario, we are saying, hey, look, here's what we'll buy it for cash, but here's what you would get retail. But you're going to have to do these things, and it may take a little bit of time. And then we give the person a choice. The majority of the investors and funds out there aren't giving you that other option. They're not telling you what your cost is for conveniences. We're explaining your cost of convenience so that you know the difference. So again, um, you can you can look at our reviews online. We've got a re- great reputation. We've had plenty of videos from clients that have talked about their experience of selling a home directly to us. And if you're interested in selling your home directly to us, again, do that at DuncanDuo.com. And don't forget also on the same website, you can register for our home seller workshop. 
um, for free tips and then a comparison contrast between the pros and cons of selling to a fund or selling it to a traditional uh, retail method. So we'll be back. We're going to continue our conversation. We're going to talk next about how to be certain you have found the one. Okay. And I don't mean the one is like the spouse. <laughs> all right. I mean, the one is in like the house. All right. So we're going to talk to you about that after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show and you're thinking about buying a house. You've looked at a lot of homes online. You've scrolled through all the online real estate websites. You've figured out where you want to be. You've hired a Duncan Duo agent to take you out and look at houses. And now you have found the one. Okay. So how do you know that you have found the one? All right. So first and foremost, the only way to know that you have found the one is that you actually have the ability to execute, meaning that home is in the price range that you're qualified for. Do you know how many times we've helped people go out and they believe they found the one, but the one is something they can't afford <laughs> or they haven't qualified for a mortgage and then they see the one uh, and then they lose the one because they take now two days to qualify for the mortgage and somebody else thinks it's their the one. Uh, so before you go out and look and find your dream house, man, you've got to be qualified for a mortgage. Uh, you can do that with our friends at Goodwin Mortgage Group. But please, please, please make sure that you've qualified for a mortgage before you go look at houses. Otherwise, you're putting the cart before your horse. You're going to waste your time. You're going to have a lot of emotional upset. Your significant other is going to be upset when you haven't done the work you need to do before the house goes on. the Before, before you make the offer, you haven't done the work you need to do. And then you are uh, missing out. So uh, does the home meet your current and expected needs? Okay. Uh, again, it's the one, if it can be the one for a while. Most people move within four to six years locally. However, that's stretched out a little bit longer right now because we have people staying in their home a little longer because interest rates are a little higher than what a lot of people want to go out and buy and move for. So You've got to have a house that can last a while with you. Your expected needs over the next future few years need to be uh, taken care of. Can you address potential issues? Look, if there are no issues, amazing. Okay, that's perfect. However, a lot of home buyers today know that they're going to buy a home and they may want to make a few things uh, to their liking. So, uh, does you know? Can you address the potential issues? Is the location right for you? Here is a tip that a lot of people fail with location, okay? When you're buying a home, so many people fail when it comes to location on this important topic, okay? So I want you guys to listen to this. If you're shopping for a home, if you're going to shop for a home in the future, way too many people go out and determine that the location is perfect for them when they go and look at it Saturday morning at 11 o'clock or Sunday morning at an open house. Oh, this location's perfect, Okay. Here's how you'll know the location's perfect for you, okay? Go drive by there at night, see what's going on in the neighborhood, make sure it's still as perfect as you thought it was, and then secondly, drive it during rush hour, okay? Do you know how many times we sold homes to people and the location was perfect, and then they found out it's an hour and 10 commute on Monday morning instead of 32 minutes on Saturday afternoon, and it's no longer perfect for them, okay? So if you want to know the location's right for you, don't just assume everything about the location is perfect from one viewing at one perfect time of traffic and day when everyone's behaving 
and traffic's calm. Go and look at it to make sure the location's right for you at other times of day. And is this a home that you can see yourself happily living in? This one's a little bit of a gut check, okay? How did you feel uh, when you walked through the inside? How do you feel about the lighting? How do you feel, you know, in the home? Do you feel like you can truly live there? Now, I'll say this because from experience in buying homes personally and working with clients, there are oftentimes uh, a house that checks off every single box, but there's just something about it that doesn't feel right. Maybe it's the feng shui. Maybe it's the lighting. Maybe it's the colors. Okay. Sometimes you can change those things. Okay. So you have to have some vision and try and look past this stuff. All right. But is it a home you can see yourself happily living in? And if these things all check out, you qualify, uh, it meets your expected and current needs, you can take care of the issues, the location's right, um, and and you can see yourself happily living there, then, then it checks off your boxes. A lot of people, unfortunately, find a house that meets every single need, and then they think, oh, I should keep looking. Oh, I should keep looking. Those are like the people that ain't never been married, okay? Like, they should keep looking. They should keep looking, right? They can keep looking forever. If you find one that checks off all that stuff, and you, it can meet your financial needs, and you're going to be happy there, and you think it's an amazing home, don't sleep on it, because if you sleep on it, you're not going to be able to sleep in it, okay? Again, if you sleep on it, you ain't going to be sleeping in it, so- uh, in a market like today, someone else is going to see that house. It's going to move quickly, and they're going to think the same thing that you think about it. So you've got to move quickly in today's market. Um, so hopefully these tips are helpful for you if you're out there shopping for a house and you're trying to determine if you have found the one. Uh, you can get more tips on all of our social media channels at The Duncan Duo. We're always putting out real estate information and tips. Put out some great tips on Instagram this week and on YouTube at The Duncan Duo. And I'm going to be back continuing our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market after a quick break here on The Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on The Duncan Duo Real Estate Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market like we are every Sunday. If you're catching us from anywhere in Tampa Bay, we do serve your area. We get calls all the time from people that say, hey, I'm in Lakeland. Do you cover my area? Yes, we do. Hey, I'm in Winter Haven. Do you cover? Yes. South Tampa, obviously. That's where my office is, where I got you know, my billboard on Del Mabry. You know we're there, all right? Uh, Pinellas County, uh, I got my billboards up and down, US-19. We cover all of Pinellas County. Uh, we cover Polk County, and we also cover Sarasota and Manatee as well. I have some of my best agents that have moved and live in Sarasota and Manatee counties. So if you're listening to this and you hear this signal, we definitely cover your geographic area uh, on our team. And again, you can hit us up at the Duncan Duo on all of our socials. So why does Tampa buck the trend when it comes to the real estate market compared to some other markets? Look, I talk to friends across the country that run real estate companies and real estate teams, and I'm not hearing that the market is as healthy in their locations as it is in ours. I hear things like, you know, homes are taking longer to sell. There's more challenges. There's more obstacles. And certainly there is for Tampa as well compared to where we were a year and two years ago. But here's the key. We're outperforming these other markets. We've talked many times on the show about why Tampa is outperforming. But there was a uh, a ranking this week uh, based on... Uh, research that the top 10 U.S. cities everybody wants to move to right now. Tampa came in at number eight. Okay, What that basically means is no matter what's happening with the economy and interest rates, because we still have people wanting to move here, 
we are bucking the trend and our market is outperforming other real estate markets across the country. Okay. Real estate is not like the stock market. Okay. If I buy Google stock today in Tampa, Florida, it's the same Google stock that somebody's going to buy in San Francisco or New York or Indianapolis, Indiana or Boise, Idaho. Okay. It's the same Google stock. If I buy a house in Tampa, Florida, that ain't the same as the house in all those other cities. Okay. It's not going to perform the same. It's not going to cost the same insurance. Taxes aren't going to be the same. What it'll rent for ain't going to be the same. So, Because we have this population growth and people wanting to move here, it helps fuel our real estate market. So this study said that uh, obviously Florida became a hotspot during COVID because folks from all over country moved in. Okay, we wanted we were happy to embrace those people Uh, again, maybe not so much on the roadways and when you're trying to get a restaurant reservation, but you do appreciate the growth that it's fueling our economy and our market. So um, the Gulf Coast has been drawing out-of-state shoppers from the northern tip of Michigan, upstate New York to Ohio, and Tennessee as far west as Texas. Uh, Tampa is um, one of the pricier metros in this top 10 list with a price per square foot of 260, which is 15% above the national average of 224. But the homes here are a bit smaller than average, so the median price tag of 449 is still very close to the national average. So what does that mean? People here, because they're going to spend more time outside, they're going to spend more time enjoying this. We don't have winter. And maybe right now when it feels like 107, you're going to spend more time inside. But our homes are a little smaller than other parts of the country because our population is a little bit more active and not needing as much space. So what does that mean? We're a relocation market. We have more people moving here. Um, We've got a lot of people from up north. And, and so let's break down why, okay? So the trickle-down effect is how does this affect real estate and why is Tampa such a hot spot? Well, I talked about it before that we've always been a hot spot. We've always been a market that people move to. However, for many, many years, we were a, a market that people moved to to retire, okay? We didn't have this, uh, this, this population of younger people that were moving here in droves like we have now. We didn't have people from California moving here like we do now. So we've, we've not just embraced the idea of being a retirement community now, but now we're a relocation community for people of all demographics. So our population has been growing across the board. COVID-19 certainly had an impact because people wanted to move here because they wanted an open economy. They were burned out with the lockdowns. Uh, our state uh, didn't have the lockdowns that other states did. And you know more stuff was open. And it was more of an opportunity to live the life that people were used to living. Whether you agree with it or not, that is what happened. And that's why people moved here. Okay. However, it's been happening forever. But what has fueled that post-COVID is are a few things. One, we haven't had a major hurricane, okay? Now, hurricanes freak people out in other parts of the country because they think it's happening every day because the only time they see Florida weather on the news is when there's a hurricane. They don't put Florida on the news when the sunshine and rainbows every day. So when there isn't a hurricane for a while, that, again, fuels people saying, hey, look, Tampa's safe. Tampa, for some reason, doesn't get hit. Let's let's move there. So that fuels our market. The second part that fuels our economy is local job growth. We have more companies moving here. We don't have a state income tax. And if you compare Tampa to, let's say, our other major cities in Florida, like Miami and like Orlando, um, our 
the Tampa landscape has been the preferred choice for a lot of employers that would probably normally go to Miami or Orlando for one reason or another. More people are relocating their businesses here, which is bringing people here. Uh, the, the next reason uh, that I think is a, is a predominant thing is everything that gets the spotlight on Tampa, uh, talking about Tampa, gets people visiting here. It's how people get moved here. Winning sports teams, okay? Winning sports teams have a huge impact on uh, our relocation market and on people of all ages living here. Because when we have a winning sports team like Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl or like the Tampa Bay Lightning winning back-to-back Stanley Cups or like the Rays who are first in the division and even with a meager budget have gone deep into the playoffs, when those sports teams are winning, it's driving people here because when they turn on the sports station and they turn on ESPN, our teams are being talked about and people are coming to watch those teams play because of how good those teams are. Um, so again, winning sports teams drives it. Again, no uh, state or local income taxes, another driving force for people. As taxes have gotten more uh, costly, people start to analyze where they live based on what it costs them. Okay, And when people look at what uh, other parts of the country cost them to live, and then they compare it and say, okay, here's what I can get from a real estate perspective in Tampa, and here's what I'm not going to pay in income tax if I move there. Um, there, we are attracting people that want to cut out that state and local income tax as the economy softens a little bit. And as people have realized they can run their businesses from anywhere, our population grows, uh, dramatically from those groups of people that are moving here. And then the last thing, and I kind of touched on this a little bit, COVID-19 post COVID-19, it has been proven that we can, uh, that, that a lot of people can run their businesses remotely. Okay, they can be the CEO of a company and live in another location. Okay, COVID nineteen required that for a lot of people, and when they determined they could do that, they said, "Okay, well, I don't really like the winters. I don't like state income tax. I don't like city income tax. I'm going to move here, and then I can still visit those places, but I'm going to move to Tampa Bay where I don't have all of those things because I learned and I got forced to optimize my business as best I could during COVID, and now." I have to, um, you know, uh, make the best decisions I can. So there are people that that COVID proved the concept that they could remove their business remotely. The next thing that I would say is uh, that's driving people here is a downtown uh, that is growing and thriving. Uh, for a long time, downtown Tampa has been kind of the eyesore of downtowns in Florida. And it has dramatically changed the last few years. It is improving. We're getting five class or five star world class hotels and restaurants, uh, much more things to do, uh, a greater experience in a downtown market. And there are people that are moving here for those types of experiences and those types of opportunities. So all of those things, because again, when downtown Tampa launches a new tower or does something and it hits the news, it's another marketing piece where people here at Tampa over and over again is a as a thriving, vibrant place to live. So, so again, that is why our real estate market in Tampa is going to outperform these other markets. Because, again, when you're talking about real estate, it is hyper-local. It is not what is, like when I hear the median price nationally or here's what's happening nationally, it's completely irrelevant, okay? We're not the stock market. Real estate's local. The thing that matters is what's going on in your neighborhood, on your street, in your city, 
Uh, any other real estate news or information isn't relevant. It's why oftentimes when you see on CNBC, CNN, Fox News, whatever news you watch, and it talks about real estate, they're trying to apply real estate news and information to a broad audience, and it's completely irrelevant. You'll hear the information or the news, and it will think it will make you think that you should act. However, the reality is you should not act based on that news or information because they dummied it down to the to the bare median of information and they blended information from all over the country and national real estate news doesn't apply to a market like ours in Tampa where we have all these unique factors. It would be comparable to saying the high temperature in the U.S. today is 37 degrees and you'd put a coat on and you'd walk outside and it's 85, okay? It, 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 national real estate news doesn't apply locally, so disregard it. Anytime you hear people talking about national real estate news or an article about what's going on nationally in real estate, it's a joke. It's irrelevant. There's no national real estate news. It just doesn't exist because real estate is local. It's not the stock market, but the news media and journalists and uh, you know TV anchors don't quite understand that, or they have to dummy down the information enough in order to get you to understand it so they don't really push out local news or local real estate information because it's too it's too hyper-focused. They would only be applying it to a small segment of their, of their audience. So where you get the best real estate news and information, right here every Sunday, or you follow us on social media, you check in with us, you certainly can talk to your uh, local real estate agent. But anyone that isn't local in your market paying attention to what's going on, the information and advice they're going to give you isn't relevant. I, I was talking the other day to somebody that uh, you know, is an agent in Georgia. What is going on in this agent's market in Georgia is completely opposite of what's going on here in Tampa. So what ends up happening is you blend all of this, you know, all of these markets across the country. And you could hear things like, oh, you know, prices are dramatically dropping or home sales are floundering okay and that might be happening nationally but it's not relevant to tampa florida so hopefully this tidbit's been informational and helpful for you but that is why more and more people are moving to tampa and probably will continue to do so in the interim um, we're going to wrap up the show with our last segment after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. So I'm back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo team at Remax. I'm solo this week. Josh Goodwin, my normal co-host from uh, Goodwin Mortgage, is a little bit under the weather today. Uh, talked to him and his voice sounded like he should not be talking to me. So I told him, uh, "Hey, take take the uh, take the day off, and and we'll make sure to uh, to cover for you." So I want to talk next about foreign purchasers of real estate in the U.S. There's a couple quick things that I want to talk about, not just in the U.S., but in Florida in general. Uh, if you haven't seen uh, news, Governor DeSantis passed a law through uh, and made it all the way through that basically reduces uh, international buyers from certain countries, their ability to buy homes locally if those homes are close to military bases and and things that could be considered uh you know Florida or national security risks. Uh so um that is one reason why we've seen a little bit of a slowdown of international purchases here is because a lot of people don't understand that and um in some instances people uh disagree with those policies but um, there are ways around, not, not really ways around them, but ways to honor them and ways to follow the law and still allow people to purchase. Um, you know, they just have to do a little bit more than they did before to uh, to get approved to do that. But nonetheless, it has caused a little bit of a slowdown in international buying in Florida. 
nationally, the uh, and and again, you know, the the national statistics that I would say don't really uh, put a lot of relevance in also support a uh, slowdown in international purchases. But in Florida specifically, those policies are going to slow down international purchases now. The argument is that there's plenty of people that want to buy homes here and there's just not inventory. So uh, Governor DeSantis probably made a ruling uh, not only to, in his opinion to protect Florida, but to protect homeowners that are trying to compete with these cash buyers from outside the country and ensure that those homes sell to Floridians. Now, um, you know, th- that's part of his approach. Uh, I'm not here to politic the right or wrong behind either one of them. I'm just here to give you the information. However, one of the biggest things that's keeping international buyers away from buying real estate here where we would normally have some traffic, obviously the Governor DeSantis ruling, but it's also the strong dollar. Okay, Now, is our dollar as strong as it's ever been? Uh, no, but when you compare it to other countries' currencies and the economic conditions in other countries, um, it is stronger, which makes it less enticing for people. People want people in other countries that are going to buy real estate here. A lot of times are are hedging on exchange rates. They're hedging on the strength of the dollar versus the strength of their currency, and then deciding when to buy or sell real estate here based on that, where they'll make money on an exchange rate, not just on an appreciation or cash flow or rental property. You know, we sold many homes to people who were literally parking money here and hedging hedging uh, exchange rate scenarios where their currency may go up or down and the U.S. may go up or down. And then they're they're debating their action based on those things. I know this personally as someone who's a car enthusiast. I'm always looking at at uh, really cool cars. One of the places I've looked at buying cars is in Japan um, and uh, the same car in Japan would have cost me 30 percent more. Even though it's still the same price, it would have cost me 30% more a year ago simply because of the weakening of the Japanese yen compared to the strength of the American dollar. So there are a lot of scenarios out there where foreign buyers have shrunk to their lowest level, and we've seen that in Florida. But those are the reasons. It's the it's the Governor DeSantis ruling, but also uh, the exchange rate. And then, of course, uh, not really strong supply of homes is certainly not attracting uh, people to come here where they have to make these kind of knee-jerk quick reactions and decisions. It's a little harder to do when the person doesn't live in the uh, area of the home. So it, it does make those purchases harder for people. So those are the three reasons. And it does have an impact on our real estate market. Not much of one because fortunately we're in a market where, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say fortunately, I'd say, you know, realistically we're in a market where there's buyers in Florida for those homes. There's Floridian buyers for those homes. Where it probably could hurt things the worst is in the upper end of the market where uh, really wealthy people from some of these countries would buy and park money in real estate that are now going to be limited to do so or now pushing back against the hedging the um, exchange rate. So while if you look at like the normal homes that are sold, you know, are kind of median priced, it's not going to have much of an impact because there's buyers for those Where, where it really would have an impact. Uh, long-standing if it continues and if, uh, you know, if there aren't solutions found for helping people from certain countries buy real estate, um, that, then certainly it could have a uh, a bigger effect on the upper end in the luxury market. But in our median-priced homes, it's not going to have much of an impact. So again, when we aren't on air, make sure to follow us at The Duncan Duo, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Facebook. Same with me. You can follow my personal Instagram and TikTok, the Andrew Duncan. Uh, my Instagram is pretty well built out, but I'm just starting on TikTok, so make sure to follow it. I'll get some videos up soon. But again, the Andrew Duncan. 
on uh on on Instagram uh, and on uh, TikTok. So we'll be back next week. We're always talking about the local real estate market. And last thing, if you're thinking about selling your house, hit up theduncanduo.com, theduncanduo.com, and click on Home Seller Workshop. Register for our Home Seller Workshop. If you're just thinking about it, you're six months out, you're a year out, you're two years out, free information to help you make the right decisions about your home's equity compare and contrast, cash offers, and everything on the market. Again, you can do that at theduncanduo.com. And have an awesome rest of your Sunday, Tampa Bay.